With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We've got another full slate of games to look forward to. And luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus... They have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports each and every day. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever. You don't even have to leave the house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to DraftKings and check out their app along with all of their daily fantasy contests. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to 1000 bucks. That's code SI, the letters SI, to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Gam, excuse me, Fantasy Podcast. Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano coming to you as we get ready to head into the month of March, put close the book on February. Super Bowl's behind us now. This is around the time, Mike, when we normally be getting ready for the combine or in the combine, obviously. No, that's not going to happen this year in the pandemic. But, you know, pro days will be coming up and, and things of that sort. So still got plenty of football to talk about. What's going on with you, my man? I uh, just got done uh, with a nice golf weekend in San Diego. Just kind of get away and uh, oh, that's good times. enjoy. Yeah, dude, it was windy, though. We played this golf course uh, down in San Diego called Steel Canyon. And this course is like really narrow. There's a lot of trouble. And it was windy like crazy. I, I, I barely broke 50 on the front nine, man. It was All like, right. it was so windy. But I mean, anytime you're out in the golf course is, uh, is a lot of fun, man. So this week, uh, starting to dig into my rookie positional reviews. So check those out on si.com slash fantasy all week. So tell me about the trip to San Diego. How, now, how long is that from where you're at, the ride to San Diego? Uh, Do you- my buddy lives like in, in PB, Pacific Beach, so it's about two hours or so. I mean, okay. it all depends on traffic. I mean, LA is – it could be it could a, be a nightmare mm-hmm. out here. But, yeah, about, about two hours. All right, so last week when we went – as soon as we exited the podcast, as soon as we got off on Thursday, the Carson Wentz uh, news came out. The trade broke. So now we see that Carson Wentz has a new home. He is now a member of the Indianapolis coach. He reunites with his guy, Frank Wright. Obviously, that's where he had his best success. 
wasn't too much success in Philadelphia after Reich was gone. So now we see Carson Wentz take over a team that is, you know, that, that is primed to be a Final Four team in the AFC, Mike. If it doesn't happen, all the fingers are going to be pointed to Carson Wentz. Do you think Wentz's thing at this point in his career is more mental, or do you think he is not a good quarterback as we saw the last couple of years in Philadelphia? No, I, you know, this past season, yeah, he wasn't good. He was turning the ball over too much. His completion percentage dropped for the third straight year. But, I mean, let's not forget, in 2019, he was the QB 10 in fantasy. Okay. It wasn't terrible. He wasn't terrible. And uh, he's fixable. And Frank Reich, this is where I wanted him to land. In my wish list, in the offseason, I put Wentz to the Colts. It's the best chance for him to resurrect his career. He he gets to play in an offense that's got a good offensive line. They need to, of course, replace Anthony Costanza, who retired. You got Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, if he can ever stay healthy, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines. Maybe they bring back T.Y. Hilton. He's a free agent. They've got some money to spend. And the 2017 season, which was his best, both in terms of real football and fantasy, his OC was Frank Reich. Yeah. So this is the guy that he had his greatest NFL success with. So I think he's fixable. Is he a top 15 quarterback? I mean, I have him 20th right now. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that quarterback is just really deep. But I mean, this guy is still not not even thirty years old. Yeah, there are, still a there young are, man, right? There, there's plenty uh, that he can still do in the National Football League. I, I think it's a good move by the Colts. You know, they didn't give up multiple ones for him, and th- this this was the best case scenario, not only for Carson but for Jalen Hurts too. Yeah, now, no doubt. And I know the Eagles are saying that they're going to bring in competition, which of course they will, but. Hertz is the guy in Philadelphia, as far as I'm concerned. And with his rushing ability, he could be a top 12 quarterback. He'll get drafted far ahead of Wentz in most leagues in 2021. Um, here's an interesting thing about bringing in competition. He had competition last year. Yeah. And he beat the competition last year. You know what I'm right. saying? So I, I think he should have he, the first opportunity needs, to be the starter because he's all right. See, my thing is he already beat the competition. So. Why yeah, does he, he have to compete again? Uh, I don't know. Th- yeah, that's just part that's of it. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, well, I mean, are they going to go into the season with Nate Sudfeld as their two? I mean, I don't know. Probably but, not, especially with the guy that runs. Right. So, but Hurts, and again, if you look at his numbers, I mean, he could give you 800 yards rushing, four to five touchdowns on the ground. He needs to improve his accuracy. He needs to improve as a passer. But, I mean, he was a rookie. He played in three, three games, yeah, three plus exactly. games, and that was it. And, you know, there's folks out there who were, who were, you know, pooping all over Josh Allen. Oh, he's not accurate. Guess what yep. he did this year? Yeah, he balled 70%, out this year. He was freaking good. So, Hurts, I, I like him, man. Like, I think he's a top 12 quarterback, and and it's all about what he can do with his legs. The Eagles are going to look different. Hurts is going to be their quarterback. Deshaun Jackson's gone. Alshon's going to be gone. Zach Ertz is probably going to be gone. They'll have Dallas Goddard, Jalen Rager. Maybe they draft Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase in the first round, whoever's still left, because I think Miami could take a, a wide receiver at three. And they potentially could come in and be very fantasy-friendly next season. Miles Sanders in the backfield as well. It uh, could be a fun offense to watch. Yeah, and it should be playing from behind a lot as well. Obviously, as Philadelphia's in the, in the rebuild mode right now. That's what that trade and hiring of Sirianni uh, brought upon us. So now let's get into some of the um, stuff from over the weekend, and particularly uh, what happened yesterday. So I want to talk about Cam Newton to kind of break down and get into this Cam Newton situation off the field and on the field. 
Obviously, yesterday we see Cam Newton, his camp, bless the babies, uh, out there at the tournament. Not quite sure. Seven-on-seven seven tournament. Now, seven-on-seven seven brand of football is typically a highlight brand of football. A lot of these mm-hmm. kids that's out there, they, they, they can play. You know what I'm saying? So one of the young men that was out there, we come to find out this morning, his name is Jaseph Owens. Started trolling Cam Newton. Uh, you know, he had the camera on. Somebody was recording it. He was like, oh, Yo, you know what I'm saying? You a free, you, you trash. You a free agent. You know what I'm saying? So Cam comes back, Mike, with the classic celebrity comeback. Oh, I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm rich. You know what I'm saying? I'm rich. So the kid says to him, Yo, you're about to be poor. You know what I'm saying? You was trash, whatever the case may be. So obviously the video gets out and it goes viral. You know what I'm saying? A little, little bit later on, Cam Newton comes back and approaches the kid, Mike. To me, this was critical because I think Cam may have saw some of this kid, uh, some of him and this kid. Right. So he approaches the kid. The kid becomes kind of defensive. The kid was like, listen, turn the tape on. You see how I play, whatever the case may be. Um, you watch YouTube. The camera's always on me. I rep that 215. A lot of bravado, a lot of swag for the young man, right, coming out of Philadelphia. So this morning, the young man released a statement apologizing. But, Mike, what was interesting to me, the kid got hammered on social media yesterday. It was, oh, today's kids this, today's kids that, where's his parents. So it's like these Twitter think pieces going on. But I'm looking at it like this is the bravado of a young football player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know what, dude? I can I can see the other side of this, though. Uh-huh. If If my son started talking like that, to an athlete, I wouldn't be too pleased. Okay. I wouldn't be too pleased. I, we're, we're, we're too much in, in terms of our society and in terms of certainly social media, which is, which has been, it's good and bad. <laughs> yeah. It has, it has, we're, we're too critical of everything. And I mean, like what did my parents teach me when I was growing up? Respect your elders. That's Respect true. Respect your elders, man. Like Cam Newton has been an MVP in the National Football League. He's gotten to his Super Bowl. He's putting up some great numbers. Is he the same quarterback? No, he's not. He had the shoulder injury. He had the surgical procedure. He's not the same quarterback. But for me, it's disrespectful. And I'll, I'll never forget, when I was a kid, and when you're a kid, you're stupid, right? Yeah. And you'll appreciate this. I was at a Yankees game, okay? And we were we had good seats for this game. This is back when the Yankees sucked. Uh, so this is like this is like late eighties, early nineties. Right. Steve Balboni was a Yankee. Ooh, mid eighties. <laughs> and so Steve Balboni was standing giving an interview, and me being a punk ass kid, I stood up and said something to the effect of, "You need a hairpiece." Steve was bald, <laughs> and. I felt, number one, my dad whacked me in the back of the head. No doubt. And said, you're an ass. And I, I to this day, at 47 years old, I still feel bad about saying that. Yeah. But you're, you're a punk-ass kid. Like, we all grew up. We were punk-ass kids. No and doubt. you say dumb stuff. And, like, I, I, I can appreciate the kid's confidence, but there's a different way that you approach it. You don't insult someone. That's just I, me. No, I, and, and I get what you're saying, right? But... I'm sure the kid watches football and is in the football so he can see, you know, that Cam Newton has declined. But we have an NFL media that spent the better part of the last three months basically saying what the kid said. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's kind of right. like, you know, it, you know, it, it, it goes both ways. They paid to report on like that kind of thing. Like, 
just like tore this kid down and tore his parents down. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Do we know anything about this young man? That doesn't mean that the parents are bad parents. Exactly. A hundred percent. Punk ass kids. We were all punk ass kids when we were younger. It just, dude, you say dumb stuff. Yep. No doubt. My 10 year old says dumb stuff and I got to yell at him. Yeah, like, no doubt. You, you, I mean, like, it, it, that doesn't mean the parent, they're bad parents. I mean, yeah, no doubt. It, it happens. Again, it's that damn rush to judgment that I can't stand mm-hmm. in this world. Yep, no it doubt. drives us all nuts. I, and I agree with you, Mike. I'm just like, let, let's let let this situation play out uh, first. Uh, uh, what else? had Yesterday, had a situation down in Jacksonville State. Deion Sanders off to a good start. And then it's like a robbery. Then again, they said the stuff uh, appeared again. So shout out to him. I want Deion to do good down there. Um, mm-hmm. But let's get back to Cam Newton right quick. Yeah, I forgot whose podcast it was. He said, there's not 32 quarterbacks in the NFL better than me. It's more or less saying he expects to be a starting quarterback next season, Mike. I don't believe that to be the case. Not to say that they're all 32 better than him, but I think it might be 32 fits better than him as a starter. With Cam, I feel like he's no longer a team's plan A. Yeah. He wasn't New England's plan A. And – if New England doesn't get themselves a quarterback, and maybe it's going to come through the draft, we're not sure. Maybe he's back with the Patriots. He will not be New England's plan A. He could potentially end up in Washington where he would reunite with Ron Rivera. Cam will not be Washington's plan A. He's no team's plan A right now. He had five touchdown passes going into the final week of the season. Then he had three in that game to get up to eight. He, as a starting quarterback, had one of the worst seasons in the history of the National Football League as it pertains to games started and touchdown passes thrown. There was only three or four quarterbacks to start more games in a single season and throw fewer touchdown passes than Cam Newton. I believe one of them was Trent Dilfer, believe it or not, uh, and that's pretty believable. I, it, one of them might have been Tony <laughs> Banks, too, if you remember Tony Banks. Back in the I feel day, like but Rex Grossman's name is going to be mentioned at some point too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but but I mean, like, Cam was bad. I mean, like, listen, he was bad. He he had a lot of success on the ground, but he was bad he, as a passer. And and Cam's got to take that criticism. But he's nobody's plan A. If he gets if he gets grabbed up by the Washington Football Team, maybe he's considered a bridge if they get say Mac Jones in the draft. Okay. But Cam, I don't know that he's draftable in a fantasy league unless he's going to end up being the starter someplace, which again, it could happen. You know, I mentioned Washington as, or even New England, but Cam's, uh, if he couldn't run with the football, he'd have zero value, no value whatsoever. So he'll sign somewhere and maybe compete for a starting job, but he's no plan A. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think at this point in his career, he's not a plan A. 32 years old. He's been through a lot. The body's taken a lot of punishment. But Cam Newton, at his height, was very good. Tie this all back together, Mike. I remember a young Cam Newton. This is a story that was told to me. Mm-hmm. I can repeat it. Um, and just, you know, it's us talking, whatever. So Cam was at a young, a young Cam Newton. May have just gotten into the NFL or may have just been drafted. He's at a quarterback. He's at a camp with a lot of, you know, former NFL players and stuff like that. So he's tossing around the football with a, with a, with an older gentleman, whatever. And the older gentleman says, Cam said to him, Hey man, you got a pretty strong arm. And the guy was like, okay, thank you. You know what I'm saying? So as, as Cam and the guy are tossing the football around, Cam says, Hey, you ever thought about playing quarterback? The dude was like, 
I'm Boomer Esiason. <laughs> Oops. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So let's, let's spare the staff for the young football fan. Yeah. Well, um, and also remember, like, you know, Cam Newton, uh, yeah, he he had the greatest rookie season in the history of fantasy football. Among it was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, he had 370 points. Mm-hmm. You know, his second, Justin Herbert, who we just saw. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, Justin Herbert just did it this year. And Cam had all that work on him. I remember we was doing the Roto Experts back when this was taking place. Mm-hmm. And he and he came out, I believe it was week one or week two, and had that big game. And Scott Angle, our buddy Scott Angle, said he is not going to do that again this season. Nope. And he did it the next week. And I'm telling Mike, we rode Scott. <laughs> well, <laughs> we because Scott to the ground for that. Rookie quarterbacks, here, go back and look at, at, at the history of successful rookie quarterbacks as it pertains to fantasy football. They almost all had success on the ground. Almost all of them. Yep. Almost all of them had success on the ground. RG3. Yes. And Vince Young. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, to to a degree, Andrew Luck could could give you a little bit on the ground as well. You know, he could give you maybe 250, 300. Uh, There's been been plenty of those guys who've come out – and had really big rookie campaigns, but a lot of times they they had success on the ground, and so that that is where I feel like Scott probably was 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 bringing that up was that like typically rookie quarterbacks don't yeah. produce like that, but maybe he overlooked the fact that can't you know or didn't know. I, I don't well, know that anybody checked that he would have been that great on the ground. Yeah, see, it didn't happen yet. You know what I'm saying? So Scott was right, and that it didn't happen yet. But when they, when you you saw immediately that 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 ability to run the football, and obviously. RG3 and those guys came afterward with that same type of ability and was able to get stuff done on the ground. Let's talk about this year's upcoming class, Mike, and your latest article over on SI.com and some of the things that you point out, some of the things that you would like to see for some of these young players. And I want to start at the quarterback position. It might as well go right to Duval County with the first pick of the draft. Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence is getting ready to make his debut down there in Jacksonville. Um, QB 2 in the 2 QB league, or is he a starter in the 12-team league? I don't know that he's a starter in the 12-team league right now. I need to see what Jacksonville does around him, right? You've got you've got uh, DJ Chark, who's your one. LaVisca Chenault, who's right now probably your two. Chris Connolly, Keelan Cole, D.D. Westbrook, all free agents. Do they bring in Allen Robinson? That'd be huge. Or Kenny Galladay? That would be huge. I, I want to see him get a one. Does Jacksonville go through the draft? Uh, at the end of the first round, they're not going to be able to draft a, a high-impact uh Rookie wide receiver, you know, guys like Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith are going to be long gone. Jalen Waddle long gone. But what do they do? What do they What do they put around him? And I asked this question to, to Daniel Jeremiah on my uh, Sirius XM show last week. Yeah, because DJ, Jeremiah, I'm a fan. yeah, he's the man. DJ, uh, of course, also uh, does radio for the Chargers. Okay, I and I said, that. I said, can Lawrence get to that level in terms of what Herbert did this past season? And DJ said, depends on what they bring in. Yeah. Right, and I 100% agree with them. It depends on what they bring in. Do they bring in uh, an an A Rob? And they've already got the running game. They could probably add a little depth to the offensive line. That would be great. But I, I think he could be a top 12 quarterback. But I don't. I don't know that he can do what Herbert did because that. I mean, that's never happened before. Yeah. So uh, will he be drafted across the board? Hell yeah, he'll be. He'll be a. I, I don't know where I would rank him. Again, ultimately, it's going to depend on personnel. But I feel like he's probably going to end up being in my top 15. 
Yeah, I can see that. I think I think he has a tremendous talent. Like you said, they get some pieces around him. And I think Urban Meyer and that crew will be able to get the job done. So I'm going to be interested to see it now. Some of the other names that come up, we can, you know, we know what the quarterbacks can do. Where do you have? Where, where do you see is, is right now in, in in the first edition of this article? Because it may go through as we go through the offseason and get ready for the draft. It may go through some changes. Yep. Where do you see Jamar Chase at right now? Uh, I've got him going to Miami. And okay. down there with Tua. Is is Tua is Miami is Miami is Tua gonna be the quarterback in Miami? I think so. Yeah, okay. I, I think so. Miami is is in need of offensive help. You've got Parker, you've got Gasicki, and I feel like if they bring in a guy like Jamar Chase to be the number one, you put him alongside Parker, you got Gasicki. Uh, I've also got the Dolphins taking a running back in the first round. Then suddenly you got a little excitement there in the fantasy world as it pertains to the Dolphins roster. And you got a little more excitement among those uh, to a tongue of fans because now he'll have a pretty nice assortment of options in that arsenal. So it'll be chase goes to Miami. I I think he'd probably be the first wide receiver, rookie wide receiver picked in most redrafts and it would no doubt help the value of Tua. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, I don't know if Devontae Parker is the best fit for what they're trying to do. Mike Gusecki is definitely a good fit, and I think Jamar Chase is probably a good fit anywhere. Uh, Jamar Chase, you got him as the first wide receiver coming off the board. Then, of course, Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith will be next. Is that correct? Right, and he'd go to the Eagles. So Deshaun Jackson's gone. Alshon's going to be gone. Zach Ertz is likely to be gone. Uh, Jalen Hurts, obviously, is going to be the starter with Dallas Goddard. Jalen Rigger, you bring in a guy like Devonta Smith, playmaker, uh, maybe the Eagles add a few more pieces. You got Miles Sanders in the backfield, and suddenly you got a good young, up and coming fantasy offense. Yep. And and Smith would be a good fit there. Jalen Waddle is the young man who was really supposed to be Devontae Smith coming into the season. Yep. Uh, dealt with some injuries, tried to tough it out in the national championship game. He went out there and did his best, but now it's time for him to get ready to go to the NFL. Jalen Waddle, just one of those another one of those great wide receivers to come out of Alabama. Where do you have Wallen uh, uh, slated at right now? I have him going to Detroit at number seven. Kenny Gallaudet is a free agent. I think he ultimately stays, but you never know. They tag him too. Marvin, right? They could tag him. Marvin Jones is as good as gone from what you what you read and 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 hear. Danny Amendola is a free agent, so they need help. So you bring in Waddle, you put him alongside Kenny G. You got T.J. Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift, and you got a little something, something going on a little there. Bit of fire, and yeah. as much as I, I don't love Jared Goff as a fantasy quarterback, and why should I? <laughs> the pieces around him in Los Angeles found success. Yeah, Cooper Cup was an elite fantasy wide receiver a couple of seasons ago. Robert Woods has been a pretty damn steady wide receiver too in fantasy. Uh, you know, Todd Gurley was was an elite fantasy running back uh, early in Goff's career, and so. Tyler Higby had a really good second half in 2019. So, you know, as much as I poo-poo Goff, because he's the quarterback in Detroit, that doesn't scare me away from any of their players. And you bring Waddle in there, and there's a little excitement there going on in the Motor City. The defense isn't going to be any good. They're going to be playing from behind a lot. Negative game script could also help the situation uh, from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, What about Zach Wilson? That's the quarterback I do want to talk about because he's a quarterback – a lot of people are like a lot of people say that he's probably a better prospect than than Justin Fields, mm-hmm. saying he could be the second quarterback to go off the board. Um, I've I haven't seen much of Zach Wilson. I've seen a lot of Trevor, obviously. I've seen a lot of Justin Fields, and I'm and I'm absolutely I I love um what's the old boy name um oh not Which not, not 
Oh, sorry, the name skipped my my my, my mind just that quick. We're talking about Jack Wilson, just Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. You are talking about miss- like Kyle Trask? Who? Yeah, it must be Kyle Trask. I, I, I can't. Okay. It, it slipped my mind right now. But what do you? What, yeah, what do you? Huh? I, 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 I'm sorry, Trey Burton, Trey Lance. Uh no, not Trey Lance. I'm missing the name of somebody right here. I, it's, skipping my, it's skipping my mind. It's very Man, frustrating. Like, like the top five guys. Oh, Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones is my yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 Mac Jones okay. is my guy. That's okay. the one I'm very proud I think Mac Jones is better than Tua. And I was saying that when Mac Jones was playing for them last season uh, when he took over when Tua, when, when Tua suffered the, the hip injury. Mm-hmm. But Zach Wilson, a lot of people in the scouting community like Zach Wilson. Where you have him going? Yeah. I've got him going to Atlanta. I've got Fields going to the Jets because I like – Fields in terms of what he can do on the ground, yeah, and the Jets would be an immediate starting opportunity yeah. because I don't think Darnold's going to be there. And but but they're like a lot of the scouts and, and draft prognosticators they they do have uh, Zach going ahead of Justin Fields, and, and I haven't seen a whole lot of him either, so I'm going to have yeah. to do my due diligence on him. Uh, Atlanta needs a quarterback of the future. Whoever that quarterback is, whether it's Fields or whether whether it's going to be Zach Wilson, we'll ultimately find out. Matt Ryan will be the quarterback in Atlanta in 2021. But I don't feel like either one of those guys is likely to slide past Atlanta uh, at that point in the draft. Because Matt Ryan, and maybe Matt, maybe Arthur Smith could come in and revitalize Matt Ryan's career like he did with Ryan Tannehill. That's certainly yeah. within the realm of possibility. Julio Jones will come into the season healthy. Calvin Ridley. Uh, Hayden Hurst had a had a pretty decent first season with Atlanta. They'll bring in a running back. I, I would hope it's Aaron Jones, but time will tell. Maybe they just stick with the draft and uh, and take somebody who could potentially come in and be a sleeper in fantasy. We'll Hopefully see. it's not Edo Smith. No, no, no I, I can't go with Edo. No, I don't think so. I, I, again, Aaron Jones would be my, my best fantasy fit. But, I mean, not Chris Carson. Looks like he could be out of Seattle, so maybe he's going to be out there. Uh, you know, James Conner is going to be flying around out there, but – all, there's and there's going to be some good running backs on the board, yeah. You know, in the second and third round, at, at best we'll get two running backs picked, I would think, in in round one, and it would be Etienne and Harris, and and e, neither one of those guys is a guarantee to be uh, a first round pick because of the way the NFL just views running backs at this point. Yeah, exactly. So you don't know where he's going to end up at, and well, and that's the last play I wanted to get into and talk about was Travis Etienne, speedster. You know what I'm saying from Clemson University, breaks big runs. Can really get downhill in a hurry. Where do you where do you have him slated at right now? I've got him going to Miami. Okay, but and back in Miami the or the Jets. Miami or the Jets. I don't care who goes where. Both guys are going to be potentially in a position to make a fantasy impact, and that's no disrespect to Miles Gaskin, but yeah, Etienne's a different kind of guy, and and Najee Harris is a different kind of back. Both guys, three down backs, can catch the ball out of the backfield, can do it all, and so. If Etienne goes to Miami or if he goes to the Jets, either way, he's going to be an RB2 in fantasy. And it's the same thing with Najee Harris. I think they'll be on that RB2 radar. Uh, the Jets the Jets is, might be a bit more of an attractive landing spot from a fan because they have nobody. They have no, I mean, they have no, they have no, I mean, sorry, Lionel P. Ryan. I mean, they have nothing. The gig is yours. You, go, you get to the Jets, the gig is yours. It, it, right. In Miami, you know, Gaskin probably not going to give it up real quick. And I could see the start of the season potentially being a committee scenario, kind of like what happened with Jonathan Taylor. And then ultimately in the second half, he kind of busted out and became the guy. But in, in New York, there's nobody there. No doubt. All right, Mike, before we get up out of here, what else you got uh, coming up this week? So what I'm going to be doing is breaking down all four of the top offensive skill positions 
in terms of the rookie classes. So I'm working on the quarterbacks today. I'll have the running backs later on in the week and then wide receivers and then ultimately tight ends. That will not be a very long article. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe that's it, right? So, uh, but I'll be working on those this week. It's just kind of like an introductory piece per position for the players, for all the fantasy managers out there who may not get too deep into the woods in terms of looking at these players and potentially what what they've done and what they might be able to do and some potential landing spots for them in the national football league. So look out for those articles this week. No doubt. Uh, and Mike, I do want to give a shout out to you and thank you very much for these past couple of months. I put the word out there yesterday on social media. This will be my last week uh, at sports. So it's definitely been a fun ride the past year and a half or so. And definitely this past few months working with you has definitely been great doing this podcast. So Oh, uh, good times, my man. I thank you very much. And it was fun working with you and, and getting to know you and stuff like that. And I tell you, when 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 you first came on, I got a ton of texts and DMs. They was like, Oh man, how's it gonna be working with Fabiano? And I was like, I think it's gonna be fine. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got a chance to talk to you when you first got here and definitely yep. down to earth, real cool guy. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's seen you Appreciate on TV. It, for so many years, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what comes along with that, but definitely, definitely that wasn't the case. So definitely appreciate you. And we started with Dr. Roto. So definitely want to thank you guys for, you know, just, just hanging in there with me every week as we got this stuff done. Yeah, man. And, and you've been great. I'm going to miss working with you. Obviously we're going to keep in touch because, you know, we become friends. So we're definitely going to be keeping in touch. I'm proud of you, man. You're going to be moving on and doing bigger and better things. And uh, I obviously wish you nothing but the best. And um, I'm going to miss doing the podcast with you and chatting with you. But again, man, uh, we're still going to be keeping in touch and I'm going to be watching what you're doing at your new uh, at your new gig. And I know you're going to kick ass. No so doubt. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Really appreciate that. And to everybody out there that's listening, going on through this journey with us, definitely appreciate you. So we'll get another bull market fantasy done before the week is over. So I get a chance to chop it up with my guys, Frank and Bill in right before it's over. But once again, for the last time, for Michael Fabiano's Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive SI Fantasy Podcast, we are out.